conservation officer, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's not a JLB, it's not a, it's not a career. But then you take retirement and you get into guiding and outfitting, and that's uh, it's a lifestyle too. You're getting calls year-round. You know, the phone's ringing all the time. You're setting up clients for the next season. Welcome to Wild Game Dynasty's podcast episode number 97. Folks, we're going to close off this 2021 with a wonderful podcast with a wonderful guy. Hey, he's a former uh, Michigan Department of Natural Resource Conservation Officer, Matt Listenfelt. Yeah, I was introduced to him by some of his fellow uh, retire and current uh, uh, COs, as we call them, and uh, they they really highly recommended this gentleman to uh, jump on a podcast. And uh, hey, Matt, he's he's a uh, soft-spoken and um, humble person, but uh, when it comes to uh, talking about the outdoors, of course, he spent a whole career with the uh, as a CO. But uh, boy, his passion is just there. Now he's uh, running a guide service called the Dead River Outfitting Guide Service. And hey, after listening to this podcast, you're gonna uh, you're gonna understand. Obviously, it's you're gonna get a grasp that this gentleman jumped into this guide business with both feet, and he's enjoying every minute of it. And I, and obviously, his clients are having a great time with him because he does nothing less than an outstanding job. Hey, without further ado, let's roll right into podcast episode number 97. Matt, this is Gary Morgan calling. Hey, Gary, how are you doing? Good, not too bad. Hopefully I didn't catch it. Did that catch it a good time? or? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, we're good. Yeah, good. I know we, you know, predisposed to time and all that, but uh, hey, life uh, is what it is. And in the life of a guy that's uh, guiding constantly out and about in uh, God's beautiful uh, um creation will say um i would say a lot of people would say you're living the dream right right no it's it's, it's going really really well um right now it is a, a i say a little bit slower but we're just waiting to jump into this january 1st bobcat season so yeah um right now i'm just dealing with a lot of a lot of bobcat baits and dealing with you know clients that are going to be coming north here on on the first of january to uh, take a month and try to shoot a bobcat. So wow. had a busy bear season, waterfowl season. Um, did a trap school in the fall, and uh, you know taking care of some nuisance beaver right now, and and so forth. So yeah, we're busy all the time. But you know, at this very moment, try to slow down for the holidays and Christmas, and jump right back into getting busy again January first with the with all the predator, the winter predator stuff that we have lined up. Wow, awesome. What part of the state are you doing most of your guiding? Most of my stuff is done uh, right kind of northwest lower Michigan. Um, a lot of, uh, most of it's right in the home county of, of Masaki County. Uh, I get into Kalkaska, Roscommon, Crawford, uh, Wexford, Clare, Osceola, um, uh, you know, surrounding counties around Masaki. Yeah, holy smokes. We'll get up into Grand Traverse at, at times. It just depends on the time of year, what we need to do, and what yep. we're pursuing at the time. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, yeah. I got uh, you know got to know you on the phone. I haven't met you in person yet, but uh, we had a couple of conversations. But um, I guess through through some uh, mutual friends, uh, shared your name and number, and of course in the bear baiting scene, and uh, we talked about that. And you know, I kind of knew you as a as a guy that uh, um, left your former career path and got into uh, you know something that really matched up kind of nice with that. But uh, I always thought, well, he he runs a few bear bear baits out there i didn't realize how much i was underestimating that yeah well, it's, it's, it's busy um you know 
I retired in 2018 as a conservation officer here in Michigan, and and like you're saying, that kind of goes hand in hand with uh, you know, with with guiding, and you you know your areas. You're uh, you're an outdoorsman. You're you know you love to hunt and fish, and so when it comes to you know kind of a second job or continuing or a passion for you know what you believe in and uh, continuing with that works out you know really really good. So now I'm. When I was outside for 25 years, now I'm going to be outside for the rest of my life. So it works out <laughs> fantastic. We're looking forward to it. You betcha, absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, I know everybody uh, would, would say uh, appreciate your service and what you uh, gave back to the communities that you served. And, of course, um, you kind of gave a, a, a little chit-chat about that before I pressed the record button. But uh, um, you started off as a, uh, a recruit uh, for the uh, Michigan State Police and then then went over to uh, the uh, DNR. Right, right. That's, yeah, that's correct. Uh, started out, <clears throat> spent two years as a, as a state trooper. It was a you know, great, great career for the, you know, the two years. If, if there was never, I've always told everybody, if there's never anything that was you know, such a job as a, as a game warden, yeah. as we all call it you know, through the years as a mm-hmm. conservation officer, I would have been very, very happy doing law enforcement work with Michigan State Police. It was a great, great job. I loved it. But when you want to grab the brass ring in your life and you look at you yeah. know, what you really, really, really want and, and you know, where you make it a lifestyle, um, yeah, I jumped over after two years, came to the Department of Natural Resources, and conservation officer assigned to, to the 6th District, uh, District 6 Cadillac District, which was Wasaukee County at the time, all the way over to Lake Michigan. And as the years progressed, uh, our borders changed, and then I got into the Ross Common District, and my home, my home patrol area every day, uh, you know, basically is Masaki, Roscommon, Crawford, Kalkaska counties, and Outstanding. Um, that's exactly where I guide now, now and got to know the area very, very well, and so it helps out when you have clients and, and their passions and their pursuits, what they want, bears, trapping, you know, waterfowl, winter predators, spring turkey, manistee, river float trips, uh, you name it, whatever anybody wants to put together, I can usually put it together for them. Wow, that's outstanding. Hey, you came uh, highly acclaimed by some uh, mutual friends of ours. Uh, we, of course, talked about uh, some of the other uh, retired uh, conservation officers, and and uh, they talked highly of you and, and your passion, just like you said. it's a uh, This isn't a J-O-B. This is something you're, you're doing because you love to do it. And, oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. It's, uh, what I always say is, uh, you know, as a conservation officer, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's not a job. It's not a. It's not a career. But then you take retirement and you get into guiding and outfitting, and that's uh, that's a lifestyle too. You're getting calls year round. You yeah. the phones ringing all the time. You're setting up clients for the next season. Guys that you know uh, that had good experiences. I've had many many uh, returnees, client wise that. Uh, Hey, Matt, you know, I shot a bear with you a couple of years ago. Um, really interested in coming up trapping now. I want to go to your trap school in the fall or trap school in the spring for beaver and otter. And, yeah. Or I want to do a turkey hunt or I want to do this. So, yeah, it's, it's really working out well. It's growing year by year now. We're getting really getting up there with the, with the clients. Yeah, that's outstanding because you haven't been retired that long. So uh, you're moving forward uh uh, quickly, and that's a good thing because, you know, it, it just shows it, if you're doing something you really love, uh, it's uh, it's something that just is so easy to do. You wake up each morning, you look forward to uh, 
uh, getting up each morning. And uh, it's not to say there isn't some hiccups. There's going to be. It's part of part of <laughs> right. part of part right. of life, you know. Right. We can, we can write a book on those hiccups and the, the things <laughs> that you that you get involved in. Yeah. And, and like clients, they they really don't understand. They they get a good idea. You know, every once in a while, I might have a a client that comes up early or a former client and says, man, I'd really like to help you go out and bait, bait bears. I want, I want to come up in August when it's 90 degrees yeah. and the black flies and the deer flies <laughs> and the mosquitoes are horrible and we're going to walk those eight miles back into the swamp to set your baits. And I'll say, I'll see how you like it after after two or three days of this and, yep. and, and you know, see if you still want to come up and, and do it every year. So... <laughs> Yeah, eliminate, eliminates the potential competition. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. A lot of hard work, like the, like a lot of people don't understand. Real hard work. You're maintaining, you know, it's uh, it, it, you're maintaining stuff for the next year. Not only, you know, your your own physical condition to be able to go out and do it every day, but you're uh, you have so many things, your mechanical things that you have to have, your vehicles and yeah. ORVs and snowmobiles and Oh, you're man. maintaining equipment. You're maintaining your personal health. You're maintaining everything that you use yeah. to, to run a, a legitimate, you know, successful guiding business. Oh boy, if, if you're not prepared, boy, it'll just gobble you right up. <laughs> it sure will. Yeah, you yeah. Can fall behind really, really quick. And, yeah. Uh, we try not to let that happen at all. No, absolutely. I remember, you know, I had some equipment I hadn't used it in years, and and uh, my my brother even mentioned, hey. Well, why do you hang on to that stuff for? I said, I don't know. I said, but I tell you what, at least I know I've got it. <laughs> right, right. It may not have run in a while, but we'll get it up and get it going if we have to. You still have it. So, yep. I, right. was, I always felt um, with a little degree of confidence that I had had an extra quad or a, or a snow machine in case I needed it. So, you know, I just I just felt like I, you know, I always needed that uh, in the back of my mind. So, and we, luckily we never used it, but it's like a first aid kit. You don't want to use it. Exactly. Right. You have it. You have it in case you absolutely have to need it. So yeah. that works out. Yeah. Hey, uh, talking about your guiding business now, um, I had a little bird fly on my shoulder and whispered to me that uh, you're getting into the elk guiding business now, too. You've done that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, This is the first fall. We got, in, got involved in it, and uh, it, it worked out really, really good. I had one client out of uh, Sterling Heights, and um, there's something I've was interested in, and as, as you know, my, my son is a conservation officer in Mount Muncie County, yep. and having that local contact really helps up there, and, and he knows the herd and what goes on and what happens stuff, but yeah, so I threw my hat in the ringer um, for the winter hunt, so that's something we try to continue every year now, yeah. for the, just for the December elk hunt, yep. because their first hunt, their summer hunt, which is, is runs concurrently with bear season and i'm just way too busy with bears oh, but yeah so we had a client this year um we logged a lot of miles uh up and down the ridges of of mount Morency county and and on the fourth morning we were able to to get in we located uh 11 elk on a on a clear-cut hillside and we were able to stock that uh stock a five by five bull nice. and uh put him down it was a great great morning beautiful morning we were high up in the, on the ridges, and uh, turned out really well. He was really, really happy, and uh, you know that's a once in a lifetime kind of hunt. Yeah, it is. You work work hard for your client. Yes, indeed, absolutely. And that's a, a thing of uh, a lot of people. I, I think they probably realize it, but it really doesn't uh, set 
uh, in front of them that um, we're as a guide and you're you're looking at the rewards that you see are different than the rewards that the client sees but um, it's different but it is the same you're still seeing that reward it's, it, and it's not uh, the reward of making making a widget it's so much different than that correct you're right yeah, I mean you're you're doing the hunt you're doing the hunt with your client you're right there with them you know you've done your homework you you're pursuing a, a certain game species you're at you're out there after them and you, when you're able to locate an animal and you're able to successfully harvest that animal that is not only so so important for the client they'll always remember remember that whether it's a bear a bobcat a coyote an elk whatever it might be um they will all, they always remember that yeah and, but it's the the work that you put into it that you know where you've done your homework ahead of time to yes. know that this is where we got to go this is what we have to do and you explain all these all these elements to the hunt to your client yes and when that all pans out and it pays off it's, it's a, a real good feeling. So you get as much out of it as, as the client does. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And sometimes I've made mention to certain clients because uh, everybody's got a different personality and some people are very outgoing and some people are not, uh, but they're all there to have fun. And, and I'll tell a client, you don't understand, sir or ma'am, I want you to succeed more than you do, but in a different way. So you're you're desire to be successful is different than mine but i i can't underestimate the amount that i want to see you succeed <laughs> and it may may or may not be putting a tag on an animal like you said harvesting that animal but it may that's be exactly right yeah. that's why I, I, the, the big line i use anymore is i'm going to set you up for success <laughs> I, my job is to set you up for success whether yeah. whatever that has to be and you know as, as a client as you know too gary it's like you know, here you are, you're spending time with somebody you don't even really know. Yeah. And so you're kind of, uh, I look at it this way. You're not only a guide or an outfitter, you know, but you become a psychologist, a sociologist. <laughs> you know, you're out, you're out there and you're talking to these people um, and they're talking to you. Pretty soon it, it turns to family. It turns to, you know, previous life experiences and and I've had a lot of people come and tell me, personal friends of mine, and said, I could never do that. You know, I yeah. could never guide. I could, I could never take a person and go out and sit in a pop-up blind or in a tree stand or ride in a vehicle or a boat or be with them for uh, 11 days straight yeah. and, and know what to talk to them about. Well, yeah. that's our job. You know, yeah. that's part of what we do. But we all have something in common, clients and guides and so forth, is, yeah. is that uh, love for the outdoors and yeah. love for the for fish and game absolutely i i couldn't agree with you more and it's funny uh, i remember running I, and i see them out and now and then there will be some people in the area that uh, might offer uh, a low-cost service to uh, helping someone harvest an elk and one guy even kind of pointed at me and he kind of nudged me and you know i i really don't charge much he says he said i you know i charge i said well you know when you say that what do you mean and um and he said, well, maybe for some gas money or something like that. And so we'll get into a conversation, and and obviously they're helping somebody, but they do it in such a different way. They don't uh, relate to that person. There's not that one-on-one uh, -on -one for for several days sometimes until, you know, you're there until that person harvests that animal or until the days, you know, lapse or expire the amount that you agreed upon. But uh, mm -hmm. and, and then... That's exactly 
exactly right. Yeah, I mean, that's they exactly may... right. That's, you kind of always, you know, you can go after a lot of services out there that are, you know, I, you know, I, I don't mean to say anything no, bad no. about guys that do those things, but there's a lot of fly-by-nighters that yep. want to make a quick dollar, and, and if you want to run a legitimate guide service or an outfitting business is, hey, you know, you, you get what you pay for, yep. and, and, you know, and my, like I said before, my job is to set that person up for success, uh, and they, you know, and the better they do, um, the better I do. Absolutely. You know, and, it's just, and I put a lot of hard work into it. Yep. And that's what they—that's what they're paying for. They're paying for me to do the best I can to to look, get them to harvest a, a trophy yeah. of a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of, you alluded to it a little bit, but you know, I have a some notes that I want to kind of stick to, but. How has your your previous profession as a conservation officer um, influenced your your desire or your ability or just the uh, the choice that you made to not just do outfitting and guiding but get into it with both feet because you're you're very busy doing it. It's not just a uh, right. well, you don't do it a couple weeks. It has to do with uh, personal life experience and 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 the hobbies that I had growing up before I ever was a mission conservation officer. I you know. I started when I was in fifth grade, you know, trapping muskrats in southern Michigan down in the ditches in Shiawassee County and hunting pheasants. And back in the day when we had pheasants, it was a blast to be out there October 20th at the 10 a.m. opener. And, yep. um, you know, that's where it all started for me. And that just grew and grew and grew and continued. I was always outside. I was always doing something, hunting, fishing, trapping, which in turn was a great background for me to become a conservation officer. I understood, you know, what it takes. I understood how people do it. Yeah. Um, you know, what we look for as a conservation officer when it comes to, you know, the laws and following things that, you know, that, that people do and understanding what people do. Um, and then in turn, after being a conservation officer, I tell everybody this. I know all the deepest, darkest secrets parts of the county, all the corners that nobody ever goes into. <laughs> so that really helps. You know, I, I can take them into, uh, you know, parts of, of some really, really back out of the way places to, to pursue their animals. Yeah. And uh, makes it really nice. So it started started back when I was young and it's continuing to this very day. Yeah. So. I look at this, uh, it kind of a, uh, it's running its uh, full circle in a way. But it, it's really, it gives you the opportunity to take what you uh, did for uh, a career path and, uh, and loved a lot, so much of it, and decided to continue uh, doing it as a guy. But you're giving back. You're offering your expertise and your services in the way that you're, you're, uh, you are to uh, people, right, that, right. people that need a hand, people that need a, uh, it might need a hand in, in harvesting that animal. A lot of times people, I always say, you know, people can do it if they would take the time, but they, they don't want to just go out there and, you know, shoot that animal. It's not a, they want an experience that from the day they show up in camp to the day they leave, they want that to be just a, um, a memory that they really are proud of, not just something yeah, that, yeah, you know, that's exactly right. It's, uh, this isn't a hand hunt. We're not going behind a high fence anywhere. What this is, is, uh, you know, this is an experience. That's why I tell everybody, I said, I want to fulfill your experience. You know, do you, you want to take that mile walk back in every day yeah. uh, to get up into that stand or in that blind and, and harvest that bear? Do you want to get into where the, the bobcats are coming in, you know, the coyotes? Uh, you know, it's it's that kind of thing that just 
the experience I've had so many clients tell me that, man, this was just a, not only did, were we successful, man, it was a fun hunt. Yeah. And that really means a lot. That, Absolutely. You know you've done your job then up to that point. You bet, because at that, even even for some clients, there are, there are some clients that don't harvest, but when they walk away and are still happy, Maybe they had a an opportunity, but it didn't it didn't transpire into a tagged animal. Uh, they had that up close and personal contact with that that animal or several animals. That to them is success, and of course, I'm sure for you, that's part of that success. Just seeing that person, just uh, not just have a smile on their face, but when they leave camp, they shake your hand and they really appreciate all that you shared with uh, your experiences, your expertise back to them and. And, oh, and a lot of times, yeah. you know, you get people like, oh, whether it be turkey hunting or not, sometimes uh, I'll get people coming back, and sometimes, you know, people will give me a call and say, hey, uh, I wouldn't mind coming back up. I got this flock down here, and I kind of half-talk them into giving it a try down your, down their way. Uh, it's not rocket mm-hmm. science. They just got to, you know, you got to fail a million times sometimes to get it done right, but it's the only way you're going to learn sometimes. Right, exactly. I mean, you, you are teaching them, you're... It's an experience, you're educating, you educate each other. I mean, they, they, you know, I have a lot of clients that come in with a lot of, lot of hunting experience, and, and that's all good. You know, you get guys that, that have been out on, that go out west, the western part of the United States, or been, you know, even more so, Newfoundland moose hunts, and yeah. Alaskan bear hunts, and, you know, they come in and bring all this experience to you, and you also learn from them. Yeah. But one of the best things is to take a person who said, you know, Matt, I've never, I've never raised a gun to a wild animal before. I'd really like to try, uh, for instance, waterfowl hunting. Yeah. Or I'd really like to try this. And you bring that person in, and he might be a, an older adult. Not, and it's not just the kids that, that you right. get so much success with, but an older adult says, this is why I've hired you because I've never done this. Yeah. And I really would like to, number one, you're a former conservation officer. I know you're not going to lead me astray and do anything illegal. Exactly. Number two is that, you know, you had the experience. And so I had a couple of those this past year, especially when it came to waterfall hunts. Never, never raised a gun on a wild animal, and they come out successful at the end of the day, shooting a couple of geese, a couple of ducks. And wow. here you got a, 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 you know, an older adult that's that's hooked on a new hobby that will continue to do that now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I would I would only venture to say that it's they appreciate being told the right way, and that they are not learning a uh, a, a method utilizing bad habits, and Correct. and they are that much easier to, to work with. Actually, if somebody's starting out fresh, actually is a it's kind of a clean slate. It's you don't have to uh, get the eraser out and erase all the you know the crud from uh, what they shouldn't have been taught before. Absolutely. Um, so what is your upcoming uh, adventures, not just in the guiding world, but I'm just talking about on the calendar. What's your next uh, thing that you're uh, pointing to? Well, right now, basically, uh, this time of year, get, like I said before, we're getting ready for this January 1st. Well, this is where I start the predator hunt. So I got I, I got a full list of guys, and uh, I see guys, I mean hunters, that uh, both women and, and men that want to come in and and harvest the bobcat. So yep. we're currently, um, you know, got baits out where we are tending those baits. We got cameras on those baits. We're patterning those bobcats. 
and along with it come the coyotes. So, you know, my bobcat hunters come in, and they uh, they get a whole month of hunting. It's just like a bear bait. They get to stay there for their uh, that whole month. They pay for 30 days of hunting until they harvest the bobcat, and I look at the coyotes when they come in as a bonus. Wow. So they really enjoy that. They'll harvest the coyote and harvest the bobcat. And uh, then we're looking at, uh, you know, late winter stuff uh, going on, some more coyote uh, hunting, and uh, implementing a couple new things, like I said before, into the guide service now, uh, where we're doing some spring beaver and otter trapping. I got uh, a few different guys that want to come up and and trap, trap beaver and trap otter, Uh, spend many days learning about traps and, and about, you know, about beaver beaver management otter management what happens and and along with that comes the spring turkey season and so we're just constantly doing something we're getting ready for that next season yeah you know getting our equipment ready and getting ready for next bear season already so always something going on always something to do well if you have a down downtime it really isn't a downtime because uh i remember talking to you on the phone and yeah we were kind of getting into or heading towards bear season last fall but or late summer but uh you were telling me you're you're heading up you're buying bait and you i asked you know we talked about how much bait you're you were picking up from your uh vendor and right. uh and i thought man that's a lot of bait but you said hey i've got time to get it and i'm going to get it for uh, uh approximately two years worth of bear uh hunts and uh and you just mentioned that is there might be some downtime but there really never is a time just to kind of kick back and and take a month off because if that month might be prepping for the next uh adventure coming up for the next uh, batch of clients right exactly i mean you know last year a year ago january i was still getting calls for this past fall's bear hunt already so what you're doing is you're lining your clients up and you know everybody that calls i I really take the time with them and explain each individual hunt what they get out of it what they're looking for what they what to expect um, and what I can offer them, and I, and I always tell them too. You know, I say, hey, uh, you know, I want you to talk. To, I want you to talk to, to other outfitters. I want you to talk to other guide services too, because I want you to be sure that when you come come aboard with the Deadstream Guide Service, I said, hey, you know, this is this is it. This is what you're going to get. I think you'll be really happy. But I want you to be sure this is where you want to go. And you're exactly right. Like you know, here come February, March. I got to think about. You know bear baits again and last year i had to go all the way to wisconsin to to get you know baits and and people under, people say well you know you take out a five gallon bucket for bears well yeah <laughs> out of out of a tote out of a tote that weighs 1800 pounds that's right, right. yeah and when you buy six of those totes that's got to get you through a season and get you through hopefully the next year too yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny how you're, you're describing that, but it's just um, puts a smile on my face because, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, uh, what, hey, if there ever is a, uh, a down, uh, we'll call it a month or a down period in, in the calendar, what month is it? What month is it that you uh, look at your wife and say, hey, let, it's time for you and I to take a vacation? <laughs> well, normally, it's see, well, spring, spring turkey, we try to hit it hard that, that third week in April for, for spring turkey season. Maybe a little bit in the first week in May, but when it comes right down to it, May and and part of June, and uh, that's about it. Yeah. And then come come July, here we go. We're yeah. right back into it. So that time, I 
I try to, you know, fish a little bit and maybe travel, uh, take off out of state, and, yeah. you know, go on a little vacation. But yeah. other than that, this is a, you know, you go from a lifestyle as being a game warden, which you, means that you work out of your home, yep. the phone rings 24 hours a day, you don't get away from it, but being a guide and running your guiding service out of your home is the same thing. Yeah. You don't really, in other words, to really get away from it, you have to almost leave town for a while, turn yeah. off the phone or whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah, it's May and June, and then after that, man, we're right back into it again. Yeah, so. May, May and June, just in time for the black flies to hatch out. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and then we're throwing some fish, you know, we're throwing some river float trips for fish oh, in there, too. Man. So it's not yeah. like, uh, it's not like you're just going to take total time off. You know? No, absolutely, uh, yeah. You, you have some people to help you, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, I do. I have uh, I have two uh, two guys to help me. Um, yep, Don Walker uh, here out of Lake City. He Don is a great bear hunter. He helps me, you know, helps me during the, the bear season. Uh, you know, for it comes to recover and removal uh, stuff like that. And uh, he so he takes time off for work for a week. He loves bears and bear hunting so much. He goes, I'm going to take. On vacation and come and help the Deadstream Guide Service. <laughs> Good. Don does a great job. He's a, a great resource to use. And, and I also have a, another uh, current officer, uh, Josiah Killingbeck. Yep. Josiah runs our hound half of the Deadstream in case uh, you know anybody wants to bear hunt for basically the Baldwin unit. Uh, Josiah is a current conservation officer in Lake County, and he's got great dogs great dogs and yeah. he had a great fall and was really successful with some of our you know with our clients and uh works out really well so the, the two guys there yep and then uh like i said i always got former clients that just hey i want to just come up and give you a hand until they yeah. actually walk that eight miles that day and then <laughs> they say oh that's good man i'll see you after a while so, uh, yeah a lot of work. yeah yeah <laughs> you, you look and all you the last thing you see is the taillights right yeah. <laughs> right yeah right but no dealing with some really good people, met good. a lot of great people. Uh, the clientele, the list is, is getting long. We try to put out a newsletter once or twice a year just to send out to all the clients. And, nice, very you know, nice. nice. A lot of people just generally call, former clients will call throughout the year and say, man, how'd your bear season go? Or I saw yeah. on your website that, boy, you guys had really good bear season or you're shooting a lot of ducks. And, yeah. I uh, love those coyotes and those bobcats. Yes, so, indeed. So. Wow, yeah, this is a lot, cool. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm tired just uh, just hearing about it. Uh, <laughs> it's exhausting, but uh, <laughs> right it, on. yeah, but it, hey, it keeps it keeps you mentally and physically sharp, and that's a that's a, an important thing. And two is, uh, hey, you you've accumulated a lot of experiences uh, um, over the years, and and now you're sharing that back with uh, people that uh, hey want to want to participate in that. That's a cool thing. You bet. That's what it's all about, Gary. You bet. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm looking at the uh, the clock here, and we're kind of winding right down. And uh, um, so we talked about your next thing is the uh, the, the beaver, and, and then of course following that it's going to be the turkey hunt. And uh, and uh, you didn't you didn't uh, you you failed to remind me, I should say, uh, elude to me that uh, you're, you're going to take a vacation. You're going to promise it, probably because you promised your wife is. Uh, to, right. to, to right. get, got to skip town for a little while. All right, but, all right. Yep. Yeah, because yep. I, I say that because I'm looking over and I see my wife kind of looking at me like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the same thing out of you, young man. So, <laughs> yeah. We try, yeah, we try to bust down to Florida and put our feet feet 
feet in the surf and fish Good. a little bit and get some sun. That's yeah, usually good. what we do. Good so, deal. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you in person. I think that's going to happen uh, this. It's going to happen this fall, uh, Lord willing, and uh, and I'm I'm looking to hook up with you and learn some uh, extra uh, trapping techniques. I'm really looking forward to that and uh, hanging out with you. Uh, um, and uh, learning a little bit more about uh, uh, your area that you work, and I, I haven't had a lot of experience uh, uh, romping the woods of uh, of Misaki, so uh, um, I'm looking forward to that. Right, looking forward to having you, Jay. And thanks so much. Yeah, we'll get out in the woods, spend some time together. We've done a lot of talking on the phones, but we've never had a face to face yet. Yeah, so so that'll, that'll be a good time. Looking All right, forward to that. sounds good. All right, you take All care. Right. You take care, and thanks for. Uh, Agreeing to come on this podcast, I really appreciate it. You bet, Gary. Thank you, and then happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. This week's podcast brought to you by... Happy holidays from all of us at Bear Feed Retichek Farms. We've been very busy filling the shed with all types of goodies for the coming year. Everything from candies, icings, syrups, and dried bases to tempt Bear into visiting your bait site when you draw that tag in July... So stop in and see us for the best bait assortment around. And we always have our bags of shelled corn for sale. You know, for Santa's reindeer. Merry Christmas and God bless. And also brought to you by... Michigan Brand. Michigan Brand is a third-generation, family-owned and operated business out of mid-Michigan. We are known for our world-famous hams, jerky, and various sausage products. You can find us all over the state of Michigan, as well as other states throughout the U.S. Check us out at michiganbrand.net. That's michiganbrand.net to learn more. Well, that puts a wrap on this year, 2021, with episode number 97 with Matt Listenfeld. Boy, he's got some opportunities for us, doesn't he, though? He's, he's into this full-time, big-time, so and he's got such a great reputation. So reach out to Matt if you need his number or contact. Shoot me a text. I'll provide that for you. Meanwhile, let's hand the microphone over to Melissa and see what she has to say on wrapping up this year. Take care, folks. And with that, we conclude another podcast episode with Wild Game Dynasty. Thanks for listening. And be sure to subscribe in your podcast app to receive notifications on future podcasts. Also, please head on over and check out our Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow it to stay up to date on highlights from our clients, turkey, bear, and white-tailed deer hunts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, enjoy the great outdoors, and happy hunting.